Learning Objective 19.3, we're going to identify the different forms of taxable and tax-deferred acquisitions. Corporations can be acquired in a taxable asset or a taxable stock purchase. Additionally, corporation could be acquired in a tax-deferred asset or a tax-deferred stock purchase. So we'd like to know what drives a buyer or a seller to prefer taxable versus tax-deferred. Well, the buyer can purchase either stock or assets in a transaction that's either taxable or tax-deferred to the seller. This is going to allow the acquiring corporation to step up the tax basis of the assets acquired to fair market value. Uh, what about those stock acquisitions and tax-deferred asset acquisitions? Here, the tax basis of the target corporation's assets will remain at their carryover basis, and that's generally going to be cost less any depreciation. Now, to be tax-deferred, an acquisition must meet certain IRS and judicial requirements for there to be a tax-free reorganization. The judicial requirements, now summarized in the regulations, require continuity of interest, continuity of the business enterprise, and a business purpose. Continuity of interest. Here, the shareholders of the acquired corporation retain a continuing ownership interest in the target corporation's assets or historic business enterprise through ownership of stock in the acquiring corporation. Continuity of business enterprise. For a transaction to qualify as a tax-deferred reorganization, the acquiring corporation must continue the target corporation's historic business or continue to use at least a significant portion of the target corporation's historic business assets. And the business purpose test. Here, the acquiring corporation must be able to show a significant non-tax avoidance purpose for engaging in the transaction for meeting a business purpose test. Now let's examine the various forms of tax-free reorganization. In a type A tax-deferred acquisition, the target corporation's assets and liabilities are merged into the acquiring corporation, the so-called stock for assets exchange. Type A acquisitions involve publicly traded corporations, and they often use an acquisition subsidiary, a so-called triangular merger, to acquire the target corporation's assets and liabilities. Now, I have provided for your information how the forward triangular merger and the reverse triangular merger work to alert you to how complex even a simple merger can be. I recommend, however, you not spend much time learning the nuances among these three types of mergers, but do be aware for the exam of the most basic elements of the type A merger. Now let's go on to a type B merger. In a type B tax-deferred acquisition, the shareholders of the target corporation exchange their stock for the stock of the acquiring corporation, the so-called stock-for-stock exchange. Now, Type B acquisitions prohibit the use of cash in the exchange. Let's uh, conclude by briefly describing the other reorganizations, believe it or not, C, D, E, F, and G. Type C. In Type C, the acquiring corporation is going to use its voting stock to acquire, quote, substantially all of the assets of the target corporation. 
The end result of the type C reorganization, of course, resembles the type A reorganization. The major differences, though, between the type C and the type A is that state law governs the form of the type A merger, while the IRS governs the form of the type C reorganization. Type D reorganization. Here, the corporation transfers all or part of its assets to another corporation, and immediately after the transfer, the shareholders of the transfer or corporation are going to own at least 50% of the voting power or value of the transferee corporation and own at least 80% of the transferee corporation. Type E. This is often referred to as a recapitalization. Here, recapitalizations can range from an amendment in the corporate charter to a change in the redemption price or the liquidating value of stock to an actual exchange of stock between the corporation and its shareholders. Type F tax-free reorgs are described as, quote, a mere change in identity, form, or place of organization, close quote, of a single corporation. Corporations use this type of reorganization to change its corporate name or its state of incorporation. And then finally, type G tax-free reorgs are often referred to as bankruptcy reorganizations. Since losses are not allowed on the complete liquidation of a corporation, you can imagine clever tax lawyers began devising ways of, quote, stuffing gain assets, close quote, into the corporation in a tax-free manner under Section 351, all with the goal of hopefully using the losses to offset gain. Congress responded with the so-called, quote, anti-stuffing rules. Now, disqualified property is going to be property acquired within five years of the date of distribution in a tax-deferred Section 351 transaction or as a non-capital contribution to capital. Non-recognition of loss on the complete liquidation of such property occurs if the property distributed had been acquired in a 351 transaction or as a contribution to capital, and the principal purpose of that contribution was to recognize a loss by the liquidating corporation. The purpose of these anti-stuffing rules, again, prevents the built-in loss existing at time of distribution from being recognized by treating the basis of the property being distributed as being its fair market value at the time of contribution to the corporation. This provision is designed as anti-stuffing to prevent shareholders from contributing property with built-in losses to a corporation shortly before a liquidation to offset any gain from property distributed in the liquidation. Let's conclude with discussion question 19. We'd like to know why does the acquiring corporation usually prefer to buy the target corporation's assets directly in an acquisition? Well, by acquiring the assets, the acquiring corporation is usually going to receive a step up in the tax basis of the assets to fair market value. And if the corporation has the asset that's depreciable or amortizable, the acquiring corporation is then going to have a larger tax deduction because of the higher basis. Contrast that to a stock purchase where the acquiring corporation usually just carries over the historic cost of the assets. Now, in discussion question 20, we're asked, 
why do the shareholders of the target corporation usually prefer to sell the stock of the target corporation to the acquiring corporation? Now, the target corporation shareholders are going to usually prefer to sell stock because it's going to result in just one level of taxation at the seller's level. And then any gain recognized on sale is going to most often qualify as preferentially taxed capital gain if the seller is an individual. Remember, at the corporate level, there is no preference for corporate capital gains. This concludes Learning Objective 19.3.